Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and a very special guest <laughs> by way of Atlanta, GA, hanging out with me at MBAG Live in Ponte Vedra Beach at the Ponte Vedra Inn. She is the one, the only Maggie Reams with Surefire by way of Black Knight. Maggie, welcome to the Loan Officer Podcast. And thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for making time. So you and I are representing the Mortgage Bankers Association of Georgia, <laughs> aka MBAG, at their event. It's an annual event, MBAG Live. This is my first ever MBAG. Is this not your first? Not my first. How many have you been to? Just take a wild guess. 15. 15. So for my mortgage friends who don't know, okay, the three largest MBAs are what you'd expect. Florida, Texas, California. But there's one MBA that throws the best annual conference. And it is not Florida. It is not Texas. And it is not California. Who is it? Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> the, the, the MBA of Georgia called MBAG. Mm -hmm throws this party every single year. I call it a party, they call it a conference. But whenever you go to a conference and it goes from 8.30 to 12.30 and then it ends, and Maggie, what happens at 12.30? We go to the beach. You go to the beach with alcohol. Yes. And bathing suits and flip-flops. Yes. And then you and I are gonna end today's <laughs> episode and we're going to a party put on by our friends, the mortgage insurance companies, we'll call them. Yes. All of our friends and MI. <laughs> And their party is called like flip-flop party. Yes. Yes. They want you to wear flip-flops. Yes. If you have a reason <laughs> to move to Georgia besides the Atlanta Braves, it should be if you're a mortgage professional, just so you can be a part of MBAG. Absolutely. This is super cool. And what's cool is you and I get a chance to actually like hang out together. Mm -hmm. We have met several times through the years because you work for Surefire. Correct. Surefire is owned by Black Knight. Black Knight's one of two mega conglomerates, like they own everything, yes. right? There's a good chance that there's a technology that you use. Mm -hmm. It's either owned by Black Knight or it's owned by ICE. And at some point, it may be owned by the same company. Exactly. All depends on what our regulators will allow and what they won't allow. <laughs> but today I wanted you on because you're with um, a company that is near and dear to my heart, right? I, I am a huge proponent of Surefire. Now, our fans who've been tuning in the past three years probably been have heard me call it top of mind <laughs> because if you're OG like me, it was, or OG like you, mm -hmm. it was top of mind networks. Correct. But Surefire was the product mm -hmm. and Surefire is a CRM. Correct. And you've been with Surefire for how long now? Um, 16 years in June. So this is basically all you know. It's pretty much all I know, yes. Okay. And besides like probably being like a great wife and an awesome <laughs> mom and other things you do for fun, which by the way, what do you do for fun? You golf, you tennis, <sighs> CrossFit. I try those things. Yeah, I do work out. Okay. Um, but uh, no golf and tennis, not on purpose for a reason. Like, oh, like, like if alcohol is involved or uh, charity is yes, involved. exactly. Okay, those yeah. Those things I'm good. That's how I golf. Yeah. I'm like, who are we raising money for? <laughs> how much free alcohol is going to be in the course? <laughs> exactly. No, no free alcohol, no raising money. I'm like, count me out. <laughs> okay, so you and I are very similar to that. But you've been with Surefire for 16 years. Correct. So here's why I was excited to have you on the show. Besides showing love to Surefire, showing love to Black Knight, showing love to MBAG. But it's like you have so much information that you could share, not just with mortgage professionals, but with any business professional, because correct me if I'm wrong, to me, Surefire, it's a CRM. Yes. 
It's a CRM. It's C CRM stands for? Well, to us, it's customer relationship management. What is it to other people? To other people, it's not really about relationships. It's about their um, business information. They like to plug in their payroll and all that kind of stuff to it. To us, Surefire or a CRM is really just about building and maintaining relationships. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I've known it as like a client retention mm -hmm. management, customer relationship management. Mm -hmm. So the CRM is somewhat interchangeable, but what it's used for is housing data. Correct. Yeah. If you were to look out 16 plus years as a business professional yourself, mm -hmm. right? Your actual title was what? VP of sales? Oh, uh, no. Of account management. Okay. VP of account management. Mm -hmm. Is that different than sales? Well, you know, it's sales, but it's, it is different because it's uh, my, my responsibility or my team's responsibility, I should say, um, to maintain the relationship uh, for years on so that we're not always going out and getting net new, which is what we call sales. So you are truly the queen of CRM, <laughs> right? If you're a VP sure of account management and your, your software mm -hmm. or the way that you see CRM is customer relationship management, right. you are a customer relationship manager. Mm -hmm. with a VP title. Correct. Oh, you're the best person for today's episode. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so think about this. Think about like we're looking out on this audience, which right, right now you and I are looking at a sparsely populated convention mm -hmm. floor because most people are at the beach. Mm -hmm. You and I are still suited up if you're tuned in on YouTube, <laughs> right? She's still wearing her pretty green dress that I'm sure you picked out two weeks ago. You had it pressed a week ago. You had it sitting in your closet ready for this convention. Yep. While everyone else at the beach, I am. Yeah, we have to pay it forward a little bit before <laughs> we can go have fun. We have to pay it forward. But imagine if, if this room was full of the hundreds of people who came into attendance and we were talking to them. Like, what is one thing when you look at operating and running a business, mm -hmm. what's one mistake that most business operators, whether it's a loan officer, a realtor, or literally someone who, who owns and operates their own XYZ business, what's one mistake you see them making on a consistent basis across the board? Um, not appreciating um, what it took to get the relationship and then not taking the steps to maintain it. It's, it's not uh, about putting their name in a computer. It's not about sending a card at a certain time. It's about having real relationships with people and making sure that you are really and truly always reaching out and staying Ooh, in contact. I love that answer. Not where I thought you were going to go with it. So then I'm going to have you follow up. Okay. What are one or two tips, tricks, tactics that you suggest business owners, solopreneurs, 100% commission salespeople do to really embrace that relationship? Because you said it's not just a matter of putting a name into a computer and sending a card. Right. So what does that mean to you then as a customer relationship manager? So for us, it's um, like for my team specifically, um, I want to make sure that they have some sort of an outreach every month um, specifically to our customers. But during that process, um, kind of almost do like a gap analysis of where they are versus where we think they should be and then communicate that to them. So you're always providing value at those calls. It's not just a, hey, how are you kind of a thing. It's, it's really making a difference or hopefully a, an impact, positive impact on what they're doing. So I fully know what gap accounting is. Mm -hmm. I don't know what a gap analysis is. So <laughs> please, would you um, unpack that for us? Sure. So in Surefire specifically, um, we have what we call the blueprints for success. So we'll compare the blueprints that we think should be done in every account. Um, and compare it to what they're doing. 
And then we can, you know, that's the gap is between the two. And then we sit down and talk to them about how they could use the system better, whether it's, um, you know, drip campaigns or milestones or things that they're not utilizing or haven't upgraded to. So to you all, gap is really gap. Like Mm -hmm. I was waiting for like gap to be some acronym that I'm not aware of, but it truly is filling the missing parts or the missing pieces. Mm -hmm. Like when I was in London, they say mind the gap. Okay. Yeah. Right. When you're, when you're getting off of their subway system, mind the gap. Well, what does that mean? Well, you mind that hole between getting on and off the train so that you don't slip and fall. You're literally saying, yeah, mind the gap. Yeah. Mind the gap. There's a gap in in between like what your system's doing and what your humans are doing. And there needs to be a better intersection Mm -hmm. of human interaction with the computer system. Exactly. Yeah. If someone were to ask me like, hey, what's the one thing that most sales professionals fail at? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say they work so hard Mm -hmm. or they spend so much money to generate that lead. Mm -hmm. And then they don't even have a system. Mm -hmm. Like it, that lead literally goes nowhere. It goes one or two places. Either it gets converted immediately mm-hmm. or it gets lost in la-la land. Yep. So I have always, and I've done countless shows where we have promoted the use of CRMs, right? The importance of CRMs. As a sales professional, I would tell you, yeah, my success has come because I have housed data. I have marketed to that data mm-hmm. and I've been able to learn how to run reports from that data. However, and this is a very key Important comment you just made that I had an aha moment. My business partner's got a name of Mike Smalley, so shout out to Mike Smalley. Yeah. Mike crushes it in the mortgage industry. I'm talking like consistently 48 to 60 to 70 million dollars in years like 2020 and 2021. He was upwards of you know close to 100 million dollars in volume. The one thing Mike does better than anybody I know is that human component. He dominates his TBDs. Tell us the TBDs are to be determined, Mm -hmm. right? It's a borrower who reached out because they wanted a home loan. The one thing Mike does is yes, he puts them in his CRM. And yes, his CRM does its work. Mm -hmm. But then Mike picks up that phone like clockwork and just reaches out. And sometimes his script is as simple as, hey, this is Mike. It's been two months since we talked. How's the home search? Mm -hmm. Like that's the script. People are always like, oh, Dio, I need a good script. I'm like, I don't know, man. I know a guy who crushes it, makes over a million dollars a year doing mortgages. And let me give you his script. I'm like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Speaking of scripts, do you all at Surefire, do you teach scripting? Do you give scripting to your, to your clients? Is there like a coaching aspect that comes with your CRM? It's funny that you asked that because um, that's something that I did prior to coming to Surefire. Um, we couldn't have. We that. talked about that. You only know 15 <laughs> years of CRM, Maggie. Come on. I know. But yeah, so we can do that. And that's something we can offer. Um, not very a common thing for people to ask us. We do have something called um, power calls that you can actually load scripts into to help loan officers or power video, where a video can, um, an email can go out and it can, like, can read off of it while they're working on it. Um, but no, it's not something that we normally are asked for, but we do. Do you teach scripting to your own team? I do not. Okay. I do have um, a playbook for just about everything they need. Um, and then we have a thing called Confluence. It's a big account that has everything there. Um, I, I try to pair my team with, the, with customers that they will get along with, that they can kind of communicate well. And um, I like for them to be themselves. Do you have a certain call matrix you have them follow? Like there are a certain number of calls or, or touch points you require on either a weekly or monthly basis? Not specifically. Um, we, I usually ask that they have a monthly outreach. I would prefer them to have a monthly meeting. 
um, especially if these are customers that you know that are relying on us for information about their system. So I want to make, and we also want to make sure that they're happy with support and all that stuff. If I were a solopreneur, 100% commission salesperson, whether I'm a loan officer, life insurance salesperson, commercial realtor, real estate agent, heck, even a dentist. Mm -hmm. Like what are some basics as it pertains to customer relationship management, whether it's system or non-system that if you were coaching me Mm -hmm. and I was paying you a big fat fee to come in and consult, what are some of the basics you would start with with me? Um, I would, well, besides putting your, your information into some sort of a system, you want to automate all of the very basic things that you're going to do on a regular basis in a way that is going to look and feel like it's coming from you. So you want to make sure they feel special with it. Um, I would say, well, birthdays, obviously, um, any, any type of, um, uh, holiday or item that is pertaining to your business or pertaining to, um, like obviously holidays. Um, would be important, but then I'd start adding different elements in about how you do business with them or how you appreciate their business. So automation, though. Mm-hmm. But aut- automation is number one. Okay, well, so easiest to celebrate someone's birthday, mm-hmm. right? Something I've always liked to celebrate. I stole this from my one of my good friends at a dentist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's my dentist doing all the time? Oh, my dentist every six months sends me something in the mail mm-hmm. to remind me that it's time for my checkup. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm a mortgage lender. Why can't I send something in the mail? Mm-hmm. every six months to remind that person that they're doing a mortgage checkup, mm-hmm. right? It's not a dental checkup. It's a mortgage <laughs> checkup. Yes. It's very similar. Like I swiped and adapted. Mm-hmm. Uh, birthdays is an easy one. I think checkups is an easy one. The holidays, mm-hmm. if you're into celebrating holidays and you're just, cause what's the point here? Is the point to actually get business from them or is the point more to remind them that, Hey, look at me, I'm still here. It's actually, Hey, look at me, I'm still here. But more importantly, it's um, in all industries across the board, that one touch um, kind of helps you stay top of mind with them so that if their friends are talking about their dentist or their mortgage broker or whatever it might be, they're immediately thinking of you, not trying to remember what your name was. Oh, is that a big issue in most industries? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it really is. Like people legit just don't know. Like, do you have any stats on that? I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. The, as they say, within uh, 12 months, the, the, <laughs> you don't remember your loan originator's name within 12 months. Wow. I Same with, with realtors? Less. I'm guessing, or a little um, bit longer with them? I, well, it depends on the outreach. Yeah. So, well, I mean, in general, right? Because mm-hmm. most sales professionals, like if I looked at them as a whole, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, look, if you paid me $1,000 today, I could spend 10 minutes with you, and I could make your business better. Well, no, I, I couldn't make the business better. What I could do is give you the tools needed to make your business right. better. The, the two things I would tell them is you do a piss poor job of actually marketing to the leads that you've already procured, mm-hmm. but that didn't buy with you. Mm-hmm. So just put together a system or a process that you follow up with them better. And then you do a terrible job of reminding those that have already done business with you that more than likely liked you mm-hmm. that, Hey, I'm still here. And by the way, I want you to refer me. And to me, that's what always a CRM has done for me. Mm-hmm. And my business partner, I shout him out again, Mike, Mike's, um, look, we, we are a fan, like not going to lie. I'm a fan of Surefire. Like, I, 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 the videos that go out, they're super cute. I love the, the five-year post-closing campaign, the address stamper, like you don't have to sell me on Surefire, <laughs> but I'll be the first to tell anyone who's tuned in, the best CRM is the one that you use. Exactly. I mean, it could be a spiral notepad. Mm-hmm. A spiral notepad is better than doing nothing at all. Exactly. And then go to an Excel spreadsheet. And then maybe if you're like me, then you find this thing called ACT. <laughs> Yes. And then when act, it becomes like, okay, that's archaic. Mm-hmm. Let me find something that's better. 
And I still remember the day that we found Surefire. We found it through the founder, mm-hmm. like Mark Green. Yeah. Um, shout out to Mark. This dude's probably filthy rich now and is no longer in the business and lives in freaking <laughs> England where he owns a football, a football club. Part of one, yes. Part of one, whatever. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are watching <laughs> Welcome to Wrexham, which is a really cool docuseries with um, Rob from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. So the, the, one of the creators and, and the stars of the TV show Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he and Ryan Reynolds, right? You know who that yeah. is? Yep. Uh, Deadpool, uh, married to Blake Lively. They have like four awesome kids and their best friends like Taylor Swift. Like right? what a life you live. <laughs> yeah. Then the dude goes and becomes a billionaire on his gin company. Right. And oh, yeah, yeah, but they bought a soccer club in Wales, <laughs> in Wrexham, Wales. Wrexham's a city in Wales. Okay. And they're doing a whole docuseries on it. And then all of a sudden I found out that Mark Green, the founder of Top of Mind Networks that had the product Surefire, mm-hmm. he too, mm-hmm. like, man, I'm in the wrong business. But way before them. Wait, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. was before it was a thing. Maybe they hang out together. But you have a really cool Mark Green story. Nice. Right, this is like, how did Surefire come about? Uh, it was founded by Mark, uh, who couldn't remember the name of his loan officer when he was trying to do another loan. So he wasn't an LO, an, an LO himself. No. Yeah, he was a consumer. Yeah. In fact, the majority of people for the first many years um, had not been in the mortgage business. So a lot of our content and all of our uh, initial product was created literally by people for the people. They're not mortgage people. Yes, it's my favorite. It's why this show does so well with JC in the hot seat. Today we have you in the hot seat because <laughs> JC can't speak on CRMs the way you yeah. can. But it's worked out great because, you know, John, like you, is good looking and he's charming and he's funny, but he's not mortgage, right? right? He's a college educated millennial who knew little to nothing about mortgage and real estate right. that when I put him in that seat, the show does so well, even if he only speaks 10% of the time, that's because I won't shut up. Because I'm speaking to someone who's just taking it in versus like if me and another mortgage geek got on and started geeking out, we would lose people. (laughs) And it's cool to hear that story. You were telling telling it to me off camera. I wanted you to share it on camera Mm -hmm. because I I do know Mark, but I didn't know the full story of he's like, no, I was actually a consumer Mm -hmm. who couldn't find my loan officer. And I went looking for my loan officer and I got frustrated. So I found another loan officer who promised me I wouldn't get frustrated in the future. But what happened? Well, he did. He got frustrated. He got frustrated and he went back to him and said, hey, listen, I just, you know, what happened? You were supposed to stay in touch with me and and my birthday's passed and everything. And he said, well, you know, the girl who was doing it, she was really great, but she left. I haven't found anybody to replace her. But as soon as I do, you're first in. And that's where he created Surefire. You shouldn't have to wait for your assistant. You shouldn't have to worry about losing them, go on vacation, get sick, just to have your customers maintain contact with you. Yeah, because he didn't have automation. This mm-hmm. this second LO <laughs> did not have automation because Mark rolls in and is like, look, I'm going to do many loans with you. Mm-hmm. Just stay in front of me. Just let me know where you are because what I have found is like, look, people change companies. Yeah. Right? Whether CEOs change companies, if, if you're working at a company like Black Knight and you're trying to call on CEOs, well, they change companies. Mm-hmm. Loan officers change companies and realtors change companies and financial advisors, they too change companies. So if you don't do a good job of reminding your clients, these are people who already know you, like you, and use your service where you are today, then that's like free business that you're just leaving out on the street like cold begging to get to know you or see you again, but nope, you're nowhere to be found. Exactly. Yeah, so he built the company because of a personal experience. He's like, there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. And then 
just because I love this story, we have a lot of college students that tune in, right? So imagine this, you're a college student and you, how, how did Mark find his first programmer? Craigslist. I love it. Craigslist. <laughs> so I'm going to fast forward just a little bit. So Mark does no longer owns the company and David Orsini, who we're talking about right now, the, the 22 year old college kid who, who answers a Craigslist ad, no longer owns the company. The company has been purchased twice, once by venture capital, then finally by black Knight. Um, just imagine being a founder of a tech company and you get purchased not once, but twice. You're probably doing pretty well. Yeah. You're probably doing pretty well all because you're willing to go work for a startup doing side hustle work uh, mm -hmm. off of a job uh, ad via Craigslist. Mm -hmm. What a cool story. Here's a really cool David Orsini story I have. <laughs> I taught him how to play blackjack. Really? I, I don't know if I told him or not, but it was so long ago, like 15 years ago, mm -hmm. that he was, yeah, barely out of college at that point. Mm -hmm. He and his wife weren't even married yet. They mm -hmm. were dating. They just started dating. Okay. We were at a Todd Duncan event out in Palm Desert. I may have been there. Were you really? I, it was, was David, crying. Mark, me, Jonas was there? I was there, yes. Okay, you were there. Uh, well, I apologize in advance. <laughs> I wasn't playing blackjack. <laughs> well, yeah, and I wasn't sober, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. So I apologize in advance. But no, somehow me, Jonas, and uh, David found a, um, we found a casino in California at like 2 a.m. <laughs> and uh, I had one of the best times still today, I still remember it. But if you see David anywhere, or he's tuned in, hey, David, how you doing? But wish him well for me. <laughs> Um, so let's think about this. What, what are a couple of things like tie downs, like thinking, running a business, being 100% commissioned salesperson? What are some things, knowing everything you know as it pertains to having a CRM, utilizing CRM, being in sales? What are some things that you would give out to the audience like, hey, make sure you do this. And if you do, you will be more successful than you are today. Um, in the downtimes, always remember what made you successful the first time. Um, going back to those habits um, and whether it be learning something new or um, just the like specifically with loan officers to go back directly to what made you successful in the um, you know either the refinance or the purchase area um, having a process and and living by the process the um, people have a tendency the way that we see it is is to kind of pivot and say oh this is going to make me successful this is the tool i have to have this one thing none of those things make you successful it's all you the relationships you make and um, how you feel about those two things and i would say lastly um work hard <laughs> that, that would be it there's no substitute <laughs> for substitute. grinding it out yeah. for literally every day waking up putting on your uniform going to work, head down, blinders on, and just crank through it. How about this one? Mm -hmm. What is one thing that annoys you about sales professionals and business owners as it pertains to their CRM? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going for days. Um, blaming the CRM for uh, not doing something specific um, when you didn't either set it up to do it that way um, or ask for help. That's a big one. Um, the system, it's a computer. It doesn't know what you want it to do. You have to plan for it or help get somebody to help you to do that. The second one is to um, quit. How do I say this? Um, quit using it. So again, you start off, you, use, you get some success. You have all these things running behind the scenes and then all of, and all of a sudden you decide, well, it's not working for me anymore. When you look at the numbers, 
if you go back, you can see that a lot of this repeat and referral business is coming from the work that you've put there, but because you don't see it anymore, it's like blood pressure medicine. Your blood pressure goes down, you think I don't need the medicine anymore, but you always need a CRM. So those would be the, the big ones. What about updating my CRM? Ooh. I thought for sure I was teeing you up for that one. I thought we were like, you know, literally penny to shack, you're going to take it home. Uh, no, we, we, your account, at least for me, in my opinion, uh, your account manager, whoever works with you on your account, they should always be working with you to update. They should continually be reminding you. Um, because, you know, again, if you're um, employing a CRM to do work for you, the people who sold it to you or sell it to you or take care of it for you, we should be the ones to tell you how to update it. We should be advising you. should be a partnership all the way around. Yeah, no, and I, I think where I was going with this one is, and I teach <laughs> this to, to loan officers, you know, what do I do? Like, do I always get, I'm a big team, I'm a big team person, right? I, I teach loan officers specifically because that's the realm of business I know the best. And I'm like, look, there's a thing called realtor hunting season. We hunt realtors between MLK <laughs> and Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. Right. And then once Memorial Day comes and goes and really it's like MLK to closer to Easter. Right. And then after after Easter, good luck trying to get someone to meet with you. Mm -hmm. But the minute Labor Day comes and goes, real hunting season opens back up and mm -hmm. from Labor Day all the way through about Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But then you had this lull in the business, lull in your activity between Thanksgiving and MLK. Right. So somewhere between November 20th and January 15th, which, by the way, is my birthday, my daughter's birthday. Hey. Yeah. Nice. Somewhere between that time, you should be doing things like updating your bio, mm -hmm. update your freaking picture, but update your database. Spend two hours or four hours mm -hmm. twice a year if you can, once a year if you can't, like, and go through the data. Does so-and-so still work there? Is that still a working email address? Mm -hmm. And clean it out. Is so-and-so in my database three separate times? <laughs> Uh, but it's only one person. Right. You know, like these are all things that when I think of successfully operating my business, to me, the term I use is coal, C-U-L-L. -L. I used to work at Home Depot in college and we worked in the lumber department. And we used to have to, we had to call out the lumber. That was the bad lumber. The two by fours, that got crooked. Right. We either have to cut them down into four foot sections, eight foot sections, or literally just give them away. Well, same thing with your CRM. You have mm -hmm. to call through it. And what annoys me most, besides not having one <laughs> and not using one, it's like, okay, if you have it and you use it, high five. Right. You're already like three steps ahead of so many other people. But then it's like, look, you might as well service it. I have to service my car every year. Right. Why wouldn't you service your CRM? All right, last question for you. Okay. okay this is a question because so much of what we talk about on, this, on these episodes isn't necessarily specific to mortgage loan originators. Like... Yes, the show is called The Loan Officer Podcast, and I constantly tell people, don't let the name fool you. This is everything you should have learned in school but didn't because it wasn't taught. Yes, we lean into mortgage and real estate because I know that the most, but most of what we teach can actually work outside of mortgage and real estate, or we're speaking to the actual home buyers and homeowners. Right. So think of yourself 20 years ago, young professional, getting out of college, just getting started. What's one piece of advice that you <laughs> wished was told to you, it can be about life, doesn't have to be about business, mm -hmm. that today, two decades later, it now sits with you and you understand it, but you wished it was taught to you maybe when you were in high school or in college. This is going to sound funny. My first job um, out of college, actually my second job, because my first job was straight commission and I really didn't know how that worked, so it's my second job. Um, 
I was having a rough day. They, I, they had put me in a management position. I probably wasn't prepared. I know I wasn't prepared, but I took it, you know. And um, one of the, the owners came over to me, and I was really upset. He said, your age is showing. And I went, what? He goes, this will mean something to you later. Your age is showing. Take a deep breath. Think about it. Don't speak again, and don't do anything again until you're ready. And, and, and I was like, what? I was really mad, you know. But as I've gotten older, I, I do understand it better. When, when you are newer to the business or you're younger in business, you have a tendency to allow your emotions to take over. But when you are fully engulfed in business, you, you have to kind of learn that it can take over, but you have to control it. And so it's just a matter of, um, you know, remembering things like don't burn bridges, you know, making sure that, you know, you're always – you can't always be on your A-game, but you can always be the best person you can and, and really care about the other person that you're working with. So those were, awesome. that was the weirdest I love thing. it. So Maggie, let me ask you this. If people want to get a hold of you mm-hmm. or they want to learn more about Surefire, what's the best way to do so? Um, probably email. Um, okay. You, you, I mean, you can go right to the website and just actually put my name in and I can be found easily. M-A-G-G-I-E-R-E-A-M-E. Yes. Correct. Yes. Maggie Reams with Surefire. That, well, well, yes. Or is it with Black Knight? Black Knight. Or is it top of my networks? I have all, no idea, all Maggie. All of the above. <laughs> all of the above. Hey, after 15, I'll go on 16 years. All those years, emails work. Yeah. They all work. <laughs> Still do. Yeah, but literally just go to Google and yeah, Google Maggie Google Reams. Me. Yep. yep. Um, or you can uh, maggie.reams at bkfs.com. BKFS, Black Knight Financial Services.com. Yes. That's awesome. I'm D-O at tloponline.com. How about that? Look, she's Maggie Reams. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. You have tuned in to Loan Officer Podcast. We look forward to catching you on the next episode.